Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This summer, there's only one trusted place that lets you get in on all your favorite sports betting action. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Or text BET now to 238-669. That's B-E-T-N-O-W to 238-669 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this summer. From Major League Baseball to the Women's World Cup and all things U.S. BetOnline.ag has you covered. Visit BetOnline.ag and don't forget to use the promo code PODCAST1. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to... A tropical paradise. Try them both. Then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. This is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick show. We just heard from the NFL home office. I said to Fritzy. Fritzy, reach out to the NFL and ask them if players are allowed to be in a fantasy football league. The league responded, yes, players can participate in a season-long fantasy football game with a prize of up to $250. Players cannot play in a daily league that offers a prize. We are curious about this. Josh Shaw, the uh, defensive back for the Cardinals, who's been suspended through next season for gambling against his own team in a three-team parlay, I'm not sure uh, how much money he had on it, but he had bet before. He had, you know, so they said this was not a one-time, you know, case where he bet on football. And uh, he put down in his, uh, they wanted to know what his, you know, his job was, his occupation. He put down professional football player. So he's been suspended for uh, the 2020 season. You know, through all of this, at least he's honest. But then he wasn't (laughs) honest when he was at USC when he had ankle injuries and he told, uh, I guess, the team that he suffered the ankle injuries jumping out of a second story off a balcony because his nephew was drowning. And it turned out that he was actually jumping off the balcony to elude the police. Yes, Todd. Is it at all possible that the nephew may have been drowning while that argument was going on? Could, couldn't two things happen at the same time? Uh, if I I'm think defending him. I might say, you know, yeah, two things were going on. Unless his uh, nephew was swimming late at night. And by the way, I don't think there was a pool there. That makes it difficult. (laughs) I rest my case. (laughs) Just a mound of dirt in the backyard. I think if you have an apartment complex and no pool, then that hurts your argument just a little bit. You can't really drown in the pool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dak Prescott won't talk Cowboys deal until after the season. So this was uh, sent out a day ago. David Salatoro. Salatoro. Free agent to be quarterback uh, Dak Prescott tells the Dallas Cowboys a new deal. We'll have to wait until after the season. He's in the final year of his rookie deal. He makes $2 million, which places him 23rd among quarterbacks. By the way, that Nick Foles deal with Jacksonville, yeah, it's not going to turn out well. Gardner Minshew, come on down. He's going to get the start this weekend. The Cowboys offered Prescott a deal worth uh, upwards of $30 million per season on par with deals given to Kirk Cousins, 
Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. Prescott looking for $40 million, which would have made him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Um, he's already thrown a career-high 23 touchdowns with four games to play. And feels like they're now a passing team more than a running team. Uh, let me see. If they don't agree to an extension with Dak Prescott, the franchise tag for a quarterback last year was $24.8 million. They have room to be able to afford the cap hit. Cowboys currently have $89 million in cap space to work with for 2020. Right. So uh, he's a... Good quarterback on an average team right now at 6 and 6. Right. Uh, 877-3DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. At the end of last hour, we were talking about uh, sports phone because I used to use sports phone when I was gambling. So this is before ESPN. This is before you could get any information if you were gambling on games. Certainly college football. You know, you're trying to get that Akron score against Ohio U that, yes, I would bet on games like that. But uh, there was something called sports phone. In the 1980s. And, I, you know, uh, Michael Kay, the Yankee announcer, I think he worked on Sports Phone. Um, Al Trotwig, longtime announcer with uh, the Knicks, Rangers. I think he worked there as well. I'm sure Marv Albert probably had a son who worked there. But uh, Sports Phone was pretty amazing. And then it branched out into other cities. In 1976... Sports phone averaged 65,000 calls per day. 1977, they got 600,000 calls in three days because the Mets were about to trade Tom Seaver to the Reds. By 1979, sports phone was averaging over 100,000 calls per day. Man. But you would get the update on NCAA tournament action, college football, college basketball. It was crazy. 1981, Sports Phone got 50 million calls. And then what happened next? ESPN. Yeah, they expanded into Detroit and Chicago. And... Uh, they expanded their coverage with the Olympics, certainly the 1980 Olympics. But uh, nine, what was it? Nine seven six thirteen thirteen. Was it was it two one two, Todd? Or or it wasn't an eight hundred number. No, it was not. What nine seven six thirteen thirteen? The one. Oh man. Like, what what happens when you call that number now? Does anybody pick up? Who, Paul? Are you going to try that? Yep. Um, let me see. What else do we have in here on Sports Phone? Um, around the time Sports Phone began to lose listeners, phone programs expanded its non-sports programming. Greatest success came from 1-900 numbers that allowed callers to hear daily messages from celebrities like DJ Jazzy Jeff, The Fresh Prince, Paula Abdul, Bruno San Martino, The Easter Bunny, and Jose Canseco. They also had a 900 number where you could listen to a portion of a sermon from the Pope. Yeah. In case you feel the need to repent for yes. your sins. <laughs> hey, when you're gambling, you use anything. <laughs> I, I would need to uh, have the Pope on speed dial, I think. 
What did you get when you called the number, Paul? Uh, out of service. Still out of service. Nine seven six one three one three. Available for use again. Oh, okay. Gary Cohen, the Mets announcer, he was also part of uh, Sports Phone. I don't know if it would serve a purpose now if you had Sports Phone because everything's available. You got Google. You don't need it. But I, I used it. I remember that I was such a degenerate gambler that I remember winning a bet. Now, I had other bets going, and I would call the number just to hear the score that I had won that bet. So it cost me whatever, 25 cents to call the phone and get that, that service. And I'd already, I already knew what the outcome was, but I loved hearing that I had won a bet. And then the problem is I'd call again and realize I'd lost a bet as well, or a few of those. All right. Um, poll question, McLevin. Who's coming out of the Ooh. NFC? It goes Seahawks, then Saints, then Niners, then Packers, then Vikings. And then lastly, the possible NFC East champion Cowboys. Mm. Just saw this where the Yankees have set up meetings with Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. I don't know if anybody should be surprised at that, but uh, the Athletic is reporting the Yankees sit down with both of those aces, both represented by Scott Boris. They'll do it in California. Uh, Let me see. Cole is 29, wants to go back to the West Coast. Angels Dodgers have uh, rumored to have interest. Nationals, the favorites to bring back Strasburg. Yeah, I, d- I never thought he would leave, and I thought Cole would end up with the Angels. Uh, each pitcher is expected to command a deal that will go over $250 million. Whew. Yes, McLovin. Did the Washington Nationals win the World Series, or did I dream that? <laughs> they, no, they did win. That feels like it was decades Paulie, ago. Paulie, would you double check? I'm on it. Okay. And the Raptors won in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, the Raptors did win. Are you sure? Yeah. Yep. Raptors, uh, they won that uh, that NBA title. At some point, did we split off in some type of alternate universe? Or is this real life? Well, I did I did have a moment where I needed some clarity when I went, wait, did, did Virginia basketball win the national title? Yep, they did. Yep. Really? Yep, they won the national title. And I went, I'll be damned. Who would have thought? That doesn't sound right, Dan. Yep. Virginia basketball, they won. Yes, Todd. And the Blues with the hockey. I know. Blues, Nationals, Raptors, Virginia. Okay, what is the most surprising out of all of those championship teams? The, the Blues probably because they had the longest odds of anybody, and they were played so poorly in the first half of the season. The Nationals have spent money, but then you get rid of Bryce Harper, and then you win. The Raptors... They did a one-year deal for Kawhi with that in mind. Yeah. But... if You know what? If, if hockey was more popular, then we would know more of the backstory and the players that the Blues had. Because we know the Toronto players and we know the Washington Nationals players. You know, with the Blues, you're like, uh, yeah, they had long odds to win and they ended up winning. Yeah, Paul. So based off that run, what would be the NFL equivalent to that? A team that right now you're like, well, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Like right now, if we're discussing today in December, they're, they're in contention. But, well, that team's not winning. Pittsburgh. Buffalo? Ooh, Pittsburgh. Well, Buffalo has got a better chance. Pittsburgh's good, too. Yeah. Yeah, McLevin. I like Buffalo as sort of the Raptors, Nationals, carrying that torch of unexpected. 
Yeah, but you don't have a player who was one of the top five players on the Buffalo Bills. Right, that's the problem. Like, Toronto still had Kawhi Leonard. Well, also, if Clay and Durant didn't get hurt. Yeah. So if, if a few star players get hurt and the Buffalo Bills face, let's say they face the, the Niners without their entire defense. Oh, they, I'd put the Bills up against the Niners. It's not like the Niners have a guy who's going to kill you. Yeah. I mean, you're saying if, if somehow they miss Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah, if you if you face the the Ravens without Lamar Jackson and Chiefs with Matt Moore, <laughs> without Mahomes and Tyree Kill, then maybe that'd be similar. But I, I would say the Blues just because the odds were so long and nobody gave them a chance at all. Toronto, we gave them a chance. Toronto had the best record in the NBA, didn't they, during the regular season when they won? They had, they had home court advantage for the NBA Finals, right? Check and see if the Raptors didn't have the best record in the NBA that year. Yes, Todd. But if we're going to talk shocking teams, wouldn't you Tennessee probably as far as teams that are have above 500 records that are still very much in the mix, but we, no one's giving them any shot at all of getting anywhere near Miami? So... Titans go to the Super Bowl. Ryan Tannehill, Super Bowl MVP. Whoa, calling it. <laughs> no, I'm, I know. I, I'm not. I, I am impressed with the Titans. I am. I am. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a shock that if they end up 9-7, and seven, which yeah, I'd say they will, be I the know. fourth year in a row at 9-7. and seven. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Anything else I need to mention? I mentioned Gardner Minshew gets the start over Nick Foles. It wasn't that long ago where we went, boy, the Eagles probably wish they still had Nick Foles. I don't know if they're saying that anymore. Um, you know, you're wondering about this with Nick Foles where I go, okay, if, if Nick Foles plays and he gets hurt, like if he could get seriously hurt, then he doesn't play at all in 2020. Is this part of the the, the logic here? Play Gardner Minshew and then start Nick Foles next year because he's costing you a lot of money. You don't want him to get injured and then not be able to play at all. So you sit him down for the final four games. Does that make any sense? No. Yes, Paulie. Nick Foles, they uh, owe him $15 million for 2020 fully guaranteed. 15.25 for next year. Okay, that's not horrible. Is there a weirder career than Nick Foles? Let's say this is it as far as... Kurt Warner's was pretty weird. Right, but Nick Nick Foles had an unbelievable season in Philly, got his own team washed out, became a backup, then went to Philly again and won the Super Bowl MVP. Then he gets his own team again and, and fails, I think. Well, he was going to quit football. Prior to going to Philadelphia, he was thinking about quitting football. And then he ended up playing with Philadelphia. Carson Wentz, I mean, he's only 31, you know, that, he he's not that old. I in fact I think he just he's turning thirty one. <laughs> so it's you know, you're thinking if you're Jacksonville, we got a guy who's thirty when we get him, and all right, he's got his best football ahead of him. He's got three more teams ahead of him. Yes, McLovin. That is the what we learned of the decade for me. Nick Foles <laughs> is only thirty years old. How is that possible? The guy's been around forever. It feels like that, right? I don't know. Do you remember his visit to the Super Bowl man cave? 
he 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 was obsessed with shooting long distance three pointers in the upstairs basket oh, yeah. we had. And he's a huge guy. Was that in New York? I think New Orleans. Or New, oh, New Orleans. Yeah, and he was firing away. But so was Gronk. Didn't Gronk have a broken wrist at the time? Broken arm? And 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 uh, J.J. Watt came in and dunked. Drew Brees was really competitive. Joe Montana was competitive. Yeah. It's weird when you see that because you know you have to be really competitive. But when you see that they're competitive in other things, I play golf with Drew Brees. He's as competitive as anybody I've ever been around. Not even, not even close. Like how competitive he is. I had made two birdies in a row. And I was lining up my third birdie putt in a row. And he goes, I can't believe you're going to have three. He walks by me. And he goes, I can't believe you're going to have three birdies in a row. I missed the birdie putt. So here's a Super Bowl MVP who's bothered by me shooting an 84. I can't believe you're going to have three birdies in a row. Like he was, he was angry. And then I promptly missed the putt. Are you happy now, Drew? Yes, McLovin. Yeah, you're pretty competitive. So I am. He's, a, he's a level up, you're saying? I don't even get into board games or, or cards or because my wife will say, she'll say play nice whenever I leave the house. My wife says... You mean like Trivial Pursuit? Any of that. Because I want to kill you. I want to cut you. I want to kill you. And even when I'm with my kids, because my wife will say, they're, they're just kids. Like she has to whisper to, they're just kids. And I always say, they got to learn sometime. Shoots and Ladders is the perfect place. I did Candyland where I was cutthroat in Candyland. <laughs> but my wife will say to me when I leave the house, play nice. Because she knows. So I would rather not be in a board game or cards or any of that. Because winning is, doesn't you know, impact me. Losing really does. Yes, McLovin. My littlest daughter throws a fit if she loses anything. So everyone has to bend over backwards to lose every board game to her. And it mm. takes more skill to lose to a six-year-old on purpose than it does to win. You don't, you, you don't let your kids win? No. And I was just reminded of this over the weekend. That one year, I think my oldest was nine and my youngest was like three. And I said, if, if nobody beats me in a race, there's no, there's no gifts for Christmas. What? <laughs> oh, ho, ho. Right yeah. We were in the front yard. And because I was seeing if I had an athlete in the family, and I realized I didn't. And I said, if nobody beats me in uh, this race, there's no Christmas gifts. And they're like, what? And then they <laughs> raced me. And, you know, I didn't like toy with them to barely beat them. I like, like blew them away. You know, I was taunting them. I was like, how sad is this? But it counts as a victory. Yes, Todd. Did they run to their mom and say, are we really yes. not going to have Christmas? Yes. We didn't beat that. And then my wife goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, I, I, I was joking. They don't know you're joking. I said, well, I, I, of course they get gifts. Yes. Yeah, when I was in like seventh or eighth grade, my basketball coach showed up with two buddies and a 30-pack. And they proceeded. I think they were already kind of tuned up by the time they got there, but they were hammered by the end of practice. And it was they put us through a really brutal practice because I think my coach was showing off for his friends. And they he after this practice, when we were all gassed, he was just like, "All right, cool. So uh, who here can beat me in a race?" 
And like none of us could anyway, even before practice when we were fast enough. And he was just like, all right, well, we're just going to keep running sprints uh, <laughs> until somebody here can beat me. And he just ran us into the ground and it was miserable. And I was like, man, what a jerk. Yep. <laughs> just a miserable, miserable experience. Yep. Hello. That's me. Yes, Paul. I raced my daughter about a month ago. She's 10. And she goes, Dad, let's race to the front porch. And she beat me by about you know 10 steps, five steps. She goes, Dad, don't let me win. I'm like, those days are over. You're faster than me. It's embarrassing. Like the, the days of letting them win. Yeah, when you, when that's not an option to you anymore, it's pretty funny. Yeah, and I'm I, slow and I'm completely slow. I, I I was just hoping that one of my kids would be an athlete. It didn't happen. Great kids, they just they weren't athletes. That's the reason why I had I kept having kids because I said, "Hun, let's get an athlete here." After four, she said, "It's not going to happen. Not going to happen." I'm still the best athlete in my family, and that's sad. As I'm banged up, how banged up I am, body falling apart, barely make it to work each day. They're calling me the Kirk Gibson of radio host, but somehow I do it. Somehow I do it. We'll take a break here. Uh, We'll come back. It's uh, 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Let's be honest. Your family and friends love receiving gift cards for the holidays, and what better way to gift them what they really want than with happy cards? Happy Cards make giving personal gift cards easy and stress-free by helping you give the gift of choice. When you give Happy Cards, your lucky loved one can use them at any of the brands displayed in the card. I use Happy Cards, and I am a happy camper, and this is exactly what you need to do for the holidays. Your mom, wife, sister, or girlfriend can check out Happy Her. Picky teenagers, nieces and nephews can check out Happy Teen. For the restaurant lover in your life, check out Happy Eats. And that includes Cracker Barrel, Dave & Buster's, Buffalo Wild Wings, or Panera Bread. Last-minute gifts for coworkers, teachers, coaches, and holiday party posts. Check out Happy Moments or Happy Holidays. You'll find everything you need. Cheesecake factories in there, Red Lobster, P.F. Chang's, all good stuff. Happy cards contain no fees, no stress, and they never expire, making it the perfect gift that anyone will love. Best of all... You can avoid the headache of holiday shopping by heading over to giftcards.com and have your happy cards delivered straight to your door. All season long, please enjoy free shipping and all happy cards. Visit giftcards.com slash happy or pick one up today at your local grocery store. Have a happy holiday season with happy cards. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. The popular Adam Sandler will be on the program tomorrow. Has a movie coming out. Movie I'm not in. The sportscaster he went with, Mike Francesa, a local New York guy, plays Adam's bookie. And uh, Francesa does a good job. Does a nice job with that. But uh, Sandman, as Sandman said, uh, Danny, I'm, uh, I'm not controlling who's in the movie. I said, okay, that's fair enough. Because whenever I'm not in one of his movies, I watch the movie just to see what role I could have played. And there were probably a couple of, couple of roles that I could have played in this one because they there were some tough guys some some you know mob guys in there I probably could have played a mob guy a little bit but Sandman does a great job in this movie Uncut Gems uh, supposed to be coming out here uh, the next uh, week or so uh, DP show store if you go to it on the app go to uh, danpatrick.com got a lot of great things there we got uh, a holiday box that uh, it's a it's a one of a kind from what I'm told by the French kid. Got a lot of uh, fun stuff in there. We can get it out in time for the holidays. 
Also, you can get any of our T-shirts on there, including the latest one, Old Time Hockey, with uh, my face and my front tooth missing. That is there. And we do have a, a few calendars left, but I'm, I'm holding back five of those for the five best Christmas ornaments that we get because I want Mario to continue to send out calendars. He's really, really enjoying it. In fact, if you just have regular calendars, not even the DP Show calendar, we'll sign those too. Self-addressed, stamped envelope, send it to Mario, and we'll sign those. You know, like a, I don't know, a calendar that's full of kittens. You know, we'll sign it as well. But we just want to make sure that Mario is busy for the next couple of weeks. All right, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Lakers Nuggets tonight, Michigan-Louisville, Duke and uh, Michigan State. Did Duke play Michigan State earlier, McLevin? No, they played Kansas on the same night that Michigan State oh, played okay. Kentucky. It feels like they played three times already this year. Michigan's a nice little story with Juwan Howard. Nice little story there. They lost, I think, their top three scores from last year, but they just won a tournament. And uh, Yes, Todd? They took down the Zags in the Atlantis Championship. That was, uh, that was pretty nice. Didn't they rough them up pretty yeah, good? Yeah, in convincing yeah. fashion. Yeah, the Seahawks over the Vikings, uh, 37 to uh, 30. There was something cool last night, the opening of Monday Night Football on ESPN, where they had Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. And uh, these are former Seattle Supersonics. And I, I remember, it takes me back to the mid-90s you know, mid when I was there, when Seattle played the Bulls in the NBA Finals. And Seattle was a really good team. Sean Kemp, I see more of Sean Kemp and Zion Williamson than I do Charles Barkley. Sean Kemp was freakish. He was freakishly athletic. And Gary Payton was a bad dude. Detlef Schrempf, Nate McMillan was on that team. And uh, George Carl, George Carl was the coach. But they, you know, I, I just look back and wonder if, if you had that team still in Seattle and, and you had... Durant, because Durant was drafted by the Supersonics, and then they went to Oklahoma City, where they ended up with you know Westbrook and Harden all in the same roster there. But that was a, a great basketball town. And uh, you know, I wonder if they're on that short list, if there's a relocation or they would add another team or two. You know, is Seattle in there? Is Las Vegas in there? Are both in there? Now that I'd, I'd be curious about that, but you know, seeing Gary Payton and Sean Kemp last night was pretty good. Sean Kemp with a Steve Largent jersey <laughs> on. <laughs> I didn't know they made him that big, you know, because Steve Largent wasn't a big guy. Yeah, Paul. I, I think the Kemp comparison to, to Zion is really good because there was a time when Sean Kemp was never considered the best player, but entertainment highlights. Mm. You guys on Sports Center, it was a Sean Kemp show. There, there was a time during the NBA Finals where I thought Sean Kemp was the best player on the floor. And Michael Jordan was on the floor at the same time. I, the Bulls did not have an answer for Sean Kemp. But, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't as polished as he needed to be. He was great. And at times, you know, you were like, how does anybody stop this guy? But, of course, Bulls ended up winning that uh, championship. Uh, during the live looking, there was an Irishman debate. Uh, I, is that a debate? Yes, this is this is a real debate. Okay, so the movie is on Netflix, and it's three and a half hours long, and it's got Pacino. Well, Pesci, you're already making Gen- a pejorative statement by you don't say, "Well, this movie is out." You know, once upon a time, you know, you don't say this movie's two hours long. I I said once upon a time was too long. Oh yeah, actually, you did say that. Yes, I did. 
Now, I saw Knives Out, and I didn't say it was too long. You didn't say Knives Out, which is two hours and 15 minutes <laughs> I, runtime. I, I, I do. I always Google the movie. During the movie, I go, how long is this? And I think Knives Out is two hours and 10 minutes. So I, I Googled it just to go, uh, okay. Like, I like that movie. It, it, it's a fun movie. The Irishman, I'm 42 minutes in, and I'm, I'm, I'm idling right now. I'm in neutral right now. Yeah, McLovin. So the, the debate Seton and I are having, Seton did not like it. Is that correct? If I was to give it a one-word movie review, mm. terrible. Oh, wow. Wow. Terrible. But it goes deeper than that. I think the best part of the movie is Joe Pesci. And- Who's easily the worst part of the movie. <laughs> Horrible. How can you guys be in the same room, be on the same team? Okay. To be fair, I've only seen half of it. But that's because I turned it off because I didn't want to waste my time anymore. Okay. And, I, and, I, and I have genuine respect for the actors in it, and I didn't want their legacies to be completely destroyed. Okay. That's Seton's 30 seconds. McLovin, your turn. To be fair, I feel like my take is a little more mainstream because Pesci is being written about as a strong frontrunner to win the Oscar for supporting actor, even him or Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So the Academy and I mm. would like to recognize Joe Pesci. <laughs> he was just so, di- I thought he was so different than the character in Goodfellas, and Seton didn't see that. He just, all he does is sit there and smirk. He's got this weird smirk on with his sunglasses. I'm like, what are you guys doing? It's like if somebody said, Hey, like they put an ad on Craigslist and said, can you make me a budget Martin Scorsese movie? This is what the product was off of answering that Craigslist ad. Speaking of a product, have you guys seen the Peloton commercial? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Have you, got, have you guys seen it? Yeah, I've been chopping it up at home for two weeks. You have? Oh, my, my yeah. It, it, it's basically a commercial and this uh, young uh, in, woman who's in fantastic shape her husband gets her a Peloton as her holiday gift. And she's so excited, also in complete terror, to get on a, a stationary bike that's not moving. Well, she comes down and she's got her hands over her eyes, and then she gets surprised. And then everything she does has to do with holding her phone up. So she, she's, she's videotaping everything she does. And then she videotapes herself on Peloton. And, then, and now she's watching it with her husband that she videotaped herself on Peloton. She's documenting the loss of pounds that she does not need to lose, which is very disturbing. Plus, she has that face where it looks like she's pained. Yeah, to sit inside in a comfortable million-dollar home on a stationary bike. Yeah. It's like she's trying to send a message to the public, like, help me and get me out of this marriage or something. <laughs> and she's, like, blinking at us with those big eyes, like, this is not, please get me out of here. Yeah, I didn't know if she was enjoying the experience. And, and Peloton's a great product. Great. They're selling. Yes, it's a great product, but it's, it's in home and you get to have your classes, but I don't know why she didn't seem like she was enjoying it. I guess because her husband was forcing her yeah, to well, do it. <laughs> do you, yeah, it's or not, it's a very thoughtful holiday gift. It could be either, depending <laughs> on your, how you view it. I know, but it, it, is your husband saying something to you when he goes, hey, there's your, I got you a Peloton. Well, why would you do that? Like it, it feels like there might be a hidden message. Hey, she should get her a bacon double cheeseburger. Yes. <laughs> she could saying, "Honey, you could use to you, you." It's easy. I, I just didn't know if she was happy to be on the peloton. Yes, Todd. 
It, it's, it's disturbing from start to finish. <laughs> she feels any documenting. She seems somewhat afraid of her husband, and she has to prove that you know she's using it, and that she's sitting with him, and she's thanking. I don't know if she's thanking the Lord or thanking the husband for getting the gift, or thanking that you know he got helped get her in even, even better, almost anorexic shape. I don't know what's going. Hey, on. when I go to work, I want to see you on that peloton. All right. By the time I get back. Yeah, I, it might be apples and oranges, but what if she got him a coupon for some type of enlargement as a, as a holiday <laughs> oh, prize? Wow, that's a great said, analogy. Hey, that use would be it, don't use it; it's yours. But I'm just saying, here, enjoy this <laughs> enlargement coupon that you can use on any body part that you choose, honey. <laughs> I'm not saying anything against what you have. Like here's something for hymns or whatever yeah. that you know, just in case. You know, I mean, I'm not suggesting anything. Here's but... a gross of these little blue pills. Do with them what you want. Yeah. <laughs> wow, but don't read into it. Don't read into it. Because I love you just the way you are. Yeah, of course. I, just, I know how much this yeah. means to you. Yeah, I yeah. love you so much. Uh, Dino in New York joins Jeepers us on creepers. the program. I know. Hey, Dan, how you doing today? Hey, Dino. Hey, 59205. Um, I don't know if you guys have caller ID, but you were talking about sports phone. My number is one off of that old <laughs> sports phone number, and I loved it. I, I definitely contributed a lot of a lot of uh, dollars calling for scores all the time. I don't know if you remember, in between the birth of Sports Center and ESPN and Sports Phone, they had the little be- the score beepers that you could get to. Yes, which were you know carrying around that little beeper to get scores was always fun. And uh, one other thing I wanted to say, uh, three weeks ago I was in Oakland and I was uh, at the Raiders-Bengals game on the sidelines before the game and I saw Gary Miller, I ran into Gary Miller, and I told him how much I enjoy soccer breakdown on the St. Patrick show. <laughs> what was- he had a, his response was just was three. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dino. I haven't seen Gary Miller in a long time, but somebody said he's not thrilled when we play soccer breakdown in three, two, one. I'm like, come on. Gary got an unbelievable sense of humor. At least he did. He should be, you know, he's there in Sports Center history. The soccer break. That was one of the first things I, I said. We got to get soccer breakdown out of the building when I left ESPN. Because they were confiscating everything we had. They're, you know, making sure that we weren't taking files and Rolodexes. And I go, can you get the soccer breakdown out of the building? Like, hey, we got the soccer breakdown out. I'm like, yes. I didn't even know if we could do a show, where we were doing a show. But I wanted to make sure I had soccer breakdown in case we did. Also, do you guys remember when we didn't pay our electric bill? Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> and we... <laughs> Can you explain what happened? It, it was probably 2010. We're in the new studio. We've been in the new studio above the bar in, in Milford, Connecticut for about six months. And one day we came in and none of the equipment was working. All like the all the different things which use a lot of power, they were just it was down. And we thought we were having a major power outage in town or we were having issue with our equipment. And we're about 20 minutes until showtime. And I was like, you know, I'm going to take a shot here. And I called Connecticut Power. And they said, yeah, you guys haven't paid your bill. We shut off all the power to the building. And you guys owe like 863 bucks. And so we paid that real quick. And I say, we, I paid that real quick. And uh, they put the power back on. Three minutes later, we were, we were right on the air. Yeah, but, but it's the last thing we thought was that we didn't pay the bill. Yeah, totally. And then I think it took about 18 months off on the expense report to get reimbursed <laughs> oh. for that. That's the yeah, tough it's kind of tough. You know, these guys have to fill out expense reports. And you have to itemize it. You know, if you're saying, hey, went to dinner, uh, but when you say uh, power bill, 
the electric bill. <laughs> I, I paid. I think they thought management thought you paid for your electric bill with your. And co- I could see that with me. Yeah, I could see me trying to get card. that one past the goalie, but in this case, I was not. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. Uh, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow. All that coming up after this. Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you could speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of GEICO for a long time. And in five, four, three. Two, one, I'm out. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Have this day in sports history. Once again, Adam Sandler will be on the program coming up tomorrow. Got a stat of the day, Seton. If you'll fire up the music. Three, two, one. With the win last night, the Seahawks improved to 26-9 and in the months of December and January since Russell Wilson Jr. III debuted in 2012. That is the best winning percentage in the NFL over that span. That is your stat of the day for this Tuesday. By the way, the Bucks have won back-to-back games by at least 40 points. Now, that's happened, I think, four other times, four or five other times that teams have won back-to-back games by at least 40 points. Fifth team in NBA history to do this. And uh, it's already happened this year. The Dallas Mavericks have won two games by at least 40 points. Man, it is crazy how much scoring is going on in the NBA. Crazy. All right, uh, this day in sports history, Paulie, what yeah, do you have for me? we got a few. 1988, Barry Sanders of Oklahoma State won the Heisman Trophy. 1991, Hulk Hogan won his fourth WWF championship. He beat The Undertaker. Never forget. Mm. And then this day in 1985, Dan, the greatest music video of all time was released, including one of the great solo performances of all time. I believe we have the audio. Well, they called me sweetness, and I like to dance. Running the ball is like Mickey Moe Mance. We had the goal since training camp to give Chicago a Super Bowl champ. And we're not doing this because we're greedy. The Bears are doing it to feed the needy. We didn't come here to look for trouble. We just come here to do the Super Bowl shop. This is well, they called me sweetness. Pretty good. Like oh, God. He's a great singer. Wasn't yes. He? Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's singing. But he was rapping, I think, is what uh, Walter Payton was doing there. Multi-talented. 
Don't you think the Bears should have won a couple more Super Bowls? Yeah, sure. Like, they only ended up with one. Yeah, they should have had God, three. could you imagine going to Chicago if they'd won more than one? Would it be better or worse right now? It would be insufferable. Yeah. Because that would mean you'd probably have about 30 more guys on scholarship for the rest of their lives in Chicago. But aren't they more interesting because they didn't? You know, that it's like that one year was so dominant, and then for some reason they gave it up two more years, and the next two years they didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, McLovin. I have a feeling Nick Foles' Eagles are going to be that story once you're one and done. It kind of feels that way. I hope not. Well, it's like the t- 2016 Cubs. Does Doug Peterson survive this if they don't make the playoffs? Oh yeah, he's still got he's still got rope. Okay, I, I think Howie Roseman, the GM, is in battle. But I think this it was two years ago. It, I, I, I know. Really I, I know. I, I look just, at the Red Sox. You know. Yeah, they fired I, Dabrowski. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know the whole management makeup of the Eagles. If you would think that you would keep him on. Oh, yeah, I think he's totally fine. Okay. Yeah. There's also, there's going to be so many vacancies. I don't know where the good coaches are going to come from. Well, if you look at the Vegas odds, Lincoln Riley is going to take a job. Urban Meyer is going to take a job. But are they? You must hear things about Urban Meyer. What do you got? What do you know? There's a real concern for his health. There, There really is. But I don't know if he's as concerned as others are concerned. You know, he's, he's had health issues, burnout, you know, it's all consuming. And then you get to the NFL where, you know, it feels like it's even more consuming. And the stakes are higher. And if you're going to coach the Cowboys, is he the right guy to coach the Cowboys? Or is Lincoln Riley the right guy to coach the Cowboys? Like that, that personality, how does that personality blend in or not blend in? That would be my, my big concern with that. Because you can go and coach the Cowboys, but it, that's a whole different animal. That's like you're, you're coaching the Cowboys and the pressure and the eyeballs, uh, the expectations. You know, he had that at Ohio State and had that at Florida. But that's just in that state. Now you go to the Cowboys, the Cowboys are, you know, global. And, and now that there's even more pressure to try to win and win now for Jerry Jones. So it's uh, Lincoln Riley feels like he would be the, the right guy because now it's offensive minded. And it still feels like Jerry Jones could be over him. Whereas Urban Meyer, I can't imagine, you know, when John Gruden was being offered the job many, 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 many years ago, I was surprised because I was thinking, you know, would Gruden want to go into that situation with Jerry Jones? And you're talking about, you know, a younger Jerry Jones who was probably even more involved with this. And I, I think you, I, I've been told before, you, ha, you, you think you're prepared for it, but you're not. Because it's, it's all about Jerry Jones. Everything is about Jerry Jones. What he did, what we're going to do. It's not about you as the coach because you're never going to get as much credit as you deserve and you're going to get far more blame than you deserve. And you got to be ready for that. Now, I just wonder about you know ownership with the Browns. Does Urban Meyer want to get into a situation like that? Um, so I, I don't know. I'd hope he stayed in TV for a little longer. Yep. Yeah, His former quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, at Washington? Mm. He may have liked him at Ohio State. I don't know if he's going to love him <laughs> in the NFL.
It's like Lincoln Riley. Man, I love Baker Mayfield in college. Do you love him in the pros? Because you can coach him with Cleveland. All right. Um, Fritzy, what did you learn today? Reggie Miller had just one triple-double in his entire NBA career. Yeah, you said the hard part was the assist. I could imagine that with Reg. I, I don't remember him throwing a pass. Now, that might not be fair to Reg. I just, I, I, I'm guessing he had to throw a few. I just don't remember Reggie with a crisp bounce pass to anybody. Yeah, Paul. Like if he picked up his dribble and he needed to get yeah. his, the ball back. <laughs> he, he threw it to somebody, yeah. thought he was going to get it back, and then they shot it. Rick Smits hit a jumper. McLevin, what did you uh, learn today? Surprisingly, Seaton and I have the exact opposite take on the Irishman, down to the individual acting roles. By the way, this day in sports history brought to you by Continental Tire. Proud to be the exclusive tire of the Dan Patrick Show. No matter what you drive, where you drive, how you drive. Continental has a tire for you. Seaton O'Connor. There are people who actually like the Irishman. They exist. Oh, there feels like there's a groundswell here of people who love it. A return to form. Well, what? it's like the media loves this. But it's, you know, Scorsese and Pesci and De Niro. Ugh, Pacino. What, McLean? What else do you guys watch it on Netflix? It's a Netflix movie. You didn't even pay anything for it. I think it's, it's entertaining. Fast forward the boring scenes. We paid. Well, you pay the dues. But boring I'm just saying. scene is three hours and 15 minutes long. <laughs> so you watch eight hours of a series all the time. You don't even think twice about it. Yeah, but if you could watch a series for eight hours, it's probably good. Paulie, what did you learn today? <laughs> Seton kicked it with Bjork in Dublin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we had a little uh, shepherd's pie. You and Bjork. Yeah. Fritzy, what did I learn on today's program? I think we all learned Seton's brogue is spot on after spending Thanksgiving weekend in Ireland. The turd. Is it? <laughs> is it spot I think on? It's right there in the vicinity of. <laughs> if, if I spent another 48 hours there, you wouldn't have recognized me. <laughs> You'd have been in a gutter. That's a proper pine. Good people there in Ireland. What we learned brought to you by True Car. They show you what other people paid for the car you want. So when you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car and enjoy more confident car buying experience. McLovin, did you give me the final results of the poll question? Who's coming out of the NFC? The Seahawks. Oh, okay. It stayed that way from start to finish. They went uh, wall to wall. All right. We'll talk to you from New York tomorrow. Dan Patrick Show. What's up? Brian Deegan here. I'm excited to bring you our podcast, The Deegans. That will be every Wednesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. We'll be covering many subjects such as racing, family, how we stay together, how we thrive as a family. So I think it's exciting. We're going to cover all those subjects and many more. Be sure you guys check out our new podcast, The Deegans, airing every Wednesday on Podcast One and on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.